I invite you to have a seat. Uh, I'll have to admit, I didn't realize we were singing that song, and that song is kind of special because we sang that at my ordination, and it was also in the service where I graduated from the sim. So uh, how awesome is it? And those words ring true. Uh, Here I am, send me, send me, and that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit uh, today. And so as we, as we think about the church, right, we, we often uh, think about our church, and sometimes we forget that we're a part of um, a bigger story, a bigger story. And so today I want to just talk a little bit what it, about what it means to be a part of the body of believers, or uh, in Luther's words, the priesthood of all believers. In Sometimes we get that, but sometimes we forget it. And we uh, have a tendency to go in something called groupthink, right? So uh, if you see this, this uh, cartoon, right, uh, it's, if, you, if you think it's good, here we go. But we're all going to complain about it because one person kind of put it, the seed out there. And, and so we, we think about it in that way. And sometimes this happens to us in the church as well, where we become, uh, our pride wells up and it becomes sinful because uh, we, we kind of stand there and say, everybody look at me, we're amazing, and we have it right, and you might not. Uh, this is uh, kind of, I, I heard a, a story from another pastor of mine. He's a, a non-denominational pastor, and he kind of exemplified this in this story, and he says, um, so I, I heard a story where there's a guy who's died, and he goes to heaven, and um, as he's in heaven, he's getting a tour. There's a tour guide who's taking him around, and in, in this main room, there's just joy and dancing and songs, and it is, it's a party, and it's amazing. And then in the back, there's a little vestibule, and in that, there's some people who are just sitting and expectantly waiting for what is to come. And the gentleman who died leans over to the tour guide and he says, uh, I get the party. I get the joy. I get the praise. I get, I get the excitement that's here, but what's happening in the back? And uh, the tour guide leans over and says, Shh, that's the Lutherans. They don't know we're here. <laughs> and, and that's... Uh, for some people, that's kind of a, a mentality where we say, uh, we, we got it right, and so uh, we were there. But the reality is, the reality is that God's church doesn't know the bounds of a denomination. And so, yes, we, we have a way of looking at the Scripture that helps us see God's grace through it all, right? But we— uh, are also a part of the body of believers. And so we're going to dive into that just a little bit today. And uh, as, as Martin Luther looked at this and, and recognizing that the church was bigger, for him it was bigger than the Catholic church. And for us, we realize it's bigger than us as well. He, he went to the words of St. Peter, and he says, You also, like living stones, are being built up into spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood. To be a holy priesthood. And so this began to change the mindset 
of Luther, and it helps us also gain uh, perspective that it's not all about us and how we think, but it's about being connected to Jesus and what it means to follow him. And later on, uh, Paul or Peter, Peter writes this, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Now, uh, that you, that you, we've talked about this before um, at times, but that you is not just a singular you uh, who are sitting right there, but as Peter is writing this letter, he writes it to all of the churches who are around at the day where he writes it, but all of the churches in time as well, which is why it's a part of our canon, our scriptures that we read as well. So it's really a y'all, right? And so if we, and if we dive into the Greek that, that Peter wrote in, we see, we see that this is a second person plural. So it really is. Like, all y'all who are reading this letter, you are chosen people. You're a royal priesthood. So yes, that means that in this room, as we read it, as we read it, it's individuals, but then it also means that throughout space and time, there's this reality that we are a part of a bigger story and how amazing that is. And it helps us gain perspective to know that there's going to be people in heaven that don't look like us, that don't act like us, but still know who Jesus is and followed him and, and walked alongside him and, and were his hands and feet to the world around them. And so this helps us know that we're not alone. We're not alone. We have, uh, we have partners in ministry, right? We, we celebrate today uh, with our ESM family, our Emmanuel St. Michael, the school that we have here, that family, but it goes beyond that. And this is one of my favorite psalms, and it's really short. It's the psalm that uh, Mr. Book read, and if you've been here with us for our call meetings as we were looking for a senior pastor, it's one that we, we talked about in each one of those three call meetings. And it starts out like this, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Now, uh, another translation is how beautiful it is when brothers and sisters in Christ live together in unity. That's a little bit uh, uh, of a paraphrase, right? But here's the gist of this psalm. It's a psalm of ascent. And so what it is, is that people would make journeys through uh, the, the country to make them the way to Jerusalem for festivals. Festivals like the Passover. And while they were making these journeys, they had these psalms of ascent. These psalms that they would speak together, and they would all know. And so it didn't matter who you were walking alongside. You knew that you had some common bonds in the words that you knew, because you could recite these psalms together as you ascended to Jerusalem for the festival that you were going to. So it could be that you were with people of your own family, but it could also be that you were joined in with another 
family that was going with you or another group of people that happened to be migrating that way as well. And so these words became a, a uniting front for the people of God. They knew that they weren't alone because they knew that there was a common language and a common bond that they had together. It meant that they couldn't uh, insert pride that said, hey, it's all about me, but they could be proud to be a part of a community that was greater than themselves, right? And in that, we see that even Jesus, as he's speaking, right, he says, for God so loved the world, that it's, it, it's not just about uh, here and now, but it's, it's the whole world, and we get to be a part of that story, and that is an amazing thing. And if we think about who Jesus is, we hear the words of John that were just come a few chapters before this reading. John 1, 1, right? In the Word, or the Word was in the beginning, and he was with God. And then uh, we also hear the words of Jesus in Matthew 28, that he's there to the end of the age. So Jesus is with us here and now, and he's been here and now for all of eternity, for what was, what is, and what is to come. And he brings the church together under the mission of God, the mission to proclaim the praises and to point people to Jesus and that saving grace that we know. And so we have a part to play in the church. We are part of the y'all, right? Um, as, as this week kind of unfolded, I had the blessing to do chapel for our um, ESM family that was here on this campus. And we talked about the Great Commission. Go, therefore, and make disciples. And as we talked about that, I, I asked the students and their grandparents to look at their shoes. And I want you to do this as well. Just look at the shoes you're wearing today. I think our shoes tell us what the now what is. And that is that our shoes carry us into different places. They carry us uh, here into church and into worship. They carry us into school and work, into stores, and all over the place. And they, I hope, are also a reminder that when Jesus says, go and make disciples— that it is about where our shoes take us. And it's not about a, a time and space and place, but it is about just living out our calling, knowing that we are a part of this bigger story, that Jesus' story of interaction in our life goes beyond, and it goes into the life of others as we carry ourselves in a way that's filled with humility and, and and knowing that we're a part of a bigger story. And so we can see how God so loved the world goes beyond right here and right now. One of the things that, that helps us know that we're a part of a bigger story and helps us gain perspective on who the church is and, and where it's been 
are our creeds, right? So we have two creeds that we speak. The Apostles' Creed that originates from the first century. That was one of those other things, uh, like the Psalms of Ascent, that brought people together under common words to help them know who Jesus was and what he'd done for them. And then in 325, uh, there was some controversy over who Jesus was. Because the, the church uh, began to split. And, and it began to wander in its ways. And we've seen this at other times, right? We've seen how the church can use uh, its power and its groupthink in bad ways. If you think about the Crusades, right? It's, it's not always great. But we do know that in all of it, we have a God who is merciful. And, and in that time, in 325, the controversy was this. Some people really thought that Jesus wasn't God and man together at the same time. They, they thought that he was kind of uh, God, or he was man all the time. And then he had a helmet, uh, like a, a helmet he could put on, and he could be God in those moments. And so when he speaks in the Bible, and we see the red letters— that's when he would put on the helmet. But otherwise, he was just a, a regular man. And then others were like, oh, no, 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 that's not it. He's, he's like uh, God all the time, but sometimes he, he, he was around people and he was a man. Well, that's not what the Bible teaches us, and that's not what we believe. We believe that God uh, created, like, Jesus is God and man. He's part of the Trinity, the, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And in that, uh, his work on earth was to bring a message of love and forgiveness and hope to the people around him. And that, that message uh, transcends that time and, and speaks into our lives as well. And so the creed, the Nicene Creed, helps us understand that and have a common language to speak about it. And so as we speak this creed in just a moment, we also know that people all over the world, not just today, but from uh, 325, so the third century through, we, they speak this creed like we are. And they speak it in different languages, in different tribes, and in, in different places, and how amazing is it to be a part of that story? And I'm going to invite you to stand now as we join together in the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory 
to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets, and I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. As we think about these words and as we think about what it means to be a part of the church, my hope is that as we go from this place, we realize that our our feet, our shoes, take us to different places. And as we go in those different places, our story goes with us, that story of being loved and forgiving and having a hope for Jesus. And so in that, the church goes beyond these walls and and it goes into the world, not just here, but also uh, in Nairobi with Pastor Carl and his son. It goes uh, into Liberia with Joe Bowe as he's there now. It goes all over, and what an amazing story to be a part of. Amen? We continue in our worship with our offerings, and as we give our offerings and we pass the plates, uh, we also have in front of you a connection card, and that's a way to just let us know that you're here, and then you guys can come on up too. Um, uh, let us know that you're here. And if you have any prayer requests or anything you'd like our leadership team to know, that's a great way of connecting with us as well. And we give back to God with our offerings and our first fruits and with music. 